as we were going through both of those presentations, I made a, made a few notes about key things which stood out for me. One of Jessica's points about inequalities and making sure you go down below your overall area, I think, is really important because I'm director of public health in Metropolitan Borough on Merseyside, quite a, a diverse borough in terms of affluence and deprivation. And on the face of it, we have narrowed our gap in inequalities between the life expectancy in Sefton and England as a whole. When you actually bury down beneath that, that has been because the life expectancy in the most affluent areas has been racing away, really improving, and our most deprived areas are still falling behind. And that, I say that we have targeted efforts and, and like at deprived areas over a number of years, and yet those areas are still still falling behind. So I think that's a really important point about look at, about how you look at populations. In response to the work which. David published earlier last year, we actually reviewed our our own uh, local lifestyle information and looked at it from a point, because we had looked at it in a siloed way about how many people smoke, how many people drink, how many people are physically active. And again, when we looked at it from a cluster's point of view, again, that was that was really helpful about where, which areas in the borough were most, most at risk. And our most deprived areas have three times the level within our population with exhibiting three or more um, unhealthy behaviours. But that does, like you say, mean that there are, are plenty who are not as well. One of the factors which I think came out in Rona's presentation was around mental health. And that's not one of the factors that's, that's really been looked at in the adult population. And that does actually, for me, is one of the mental well-being is one of the unifying factors around all of these these different unhealthy lifestyle things. So I think we need to to make sure that we're looking at how we address address that in any population. And then the sort of silo versus integrated approach. I think that there is a definite place for a silo approach on some issues, and. Often that will be on national policy issues. So nobody would say that we shouldn't have been taking a very siloed approach around um, standardised packaging for tobacco. It's a very specific issue related to tobacco, which does impact on young people taking up, up smoking. Also, we wouldn't argue that there, there shouldn't be a minimum unit price on alcohol in terms of as an effective intervention to address alcohol use in, in those, those who are drinking at most harmful levels. So those specific issues are really important but when you actually get down to a local community level and what the, the settings that people are operating in, they're living in day by day, I think having that more holistic approach, thinking about what are the major um, factors, social determinants underlying why people are taking on the different lifestyle behaviours is probably a much more productive approach and I think there are real opportunities with the move to local government about taking Marmot and the lifestyle, uh, the life stages approach is something which, which really resonates in, in local government and thinking and the priorities in there are very clearly linked to local authority responsibilities and also the, the thing about community assets, community development is also a key thing which local government would be keen to act on and really thinking about the social norms and culture in those communities and how we tap into those and how we regenerate some of those communities so that we've actually got to a point where we haven't you know the local shops are not all takeaways betting shops cash for clothes type of things when we have got healthy businesses and much healthier environments for people to be living in